Hello, this is Eurovision Deep Dive and this is week zero, the pilot episode. My name is Alexander and I'm the host and with me I have... It's me, Rafi. I'm a self-proclaimed Eurovision encyclopedia and I'm the co-host of this podcast. And uh, this is a podcast uh, where we talk about uh, like weekly selections and uh, song releases with news and a deep dive, an emphasis with a deep dive on the selections and song releases. Yeah, uh, and then you will also have like timestamps. Uh, you can check on the description, you can see timestamps for each section. So if you only want to hear about what our winners of the week are, you can go to that. Or if you only want to hear news, you can go to that. Okay. but Or, we... or if you want to hear us talk about a specific selection that took place this week, there's also a timestamp for that. Yes, correctly. Okay, but uh, now we will start with the news. So we're going to talk about some major Eurovision news. And starting with Monday, uh, Israel has uh, chosen their song. Uh, damn, I don't remember the name. Yeah, so the Israeli selection process worked like this. They had nine demo songs and a jury selected three songs that would go on to a final that would be decided by 100% televoting. So the three songs that made it uh, to the actual national final, those songs were called Ooh La La, La La Love, and Set Me Free. And all of those songs were performed by Eden Alene, who was performed to, who was supposed to perform for Israel at the last year's Eurovision Song Contest before it got cancelled. So they selected her again, and the winner ended up being Set Me Free. Yes, that is correct. And on Thursday, uh, Spain announced how they will choose their song. Uh, they will have a contest, uh, but the date is to be announced. But it's going to be on February, and there will be two songs where the viewers can choose, decide which one they like the most. And then on Friday, we had news about the Bulgarian artist Victoria. And she announced that she has an EP coming on February with five songs. And one of them being the actual Eurovision song that uh, they will send. And then also on Friday, we had news from Ukraine that announcing Goa. And they will have a selection with Euro Plural. Like there will be 50 Euro, 50 televoters. And a prominent uh, member of the Euro is Yamala, who is known for winning the Eurovision. 2016 uh, and uh, also there were a speculation that Shum will be their song uh, but it's actually not their song because there was well, some uh, can I explain that more yeah deeply? you can do it so go a wanted to submit a song called Shum to the Eurovision Song Contest and they wanted that to be their song and they announced it on their Instagram stories that it would be their song for the Eurovision Song Contest but then their broadcaster, UAPBC, uh, told the viewers that it would actually not be their song because Go A had misunderstood or they had misunderstandings between each other about how the selection process would work. So Go A thought that they could pick any song they wanted, but in, actual, in actuality, the way their selection process works is that 
their song has to be approved by a jury and the selection process will consist of at least two songs and Shum will not be among one of them. And if I want to state a personal opinion, I, I think it's a little bit silly because I think Shum could really be something remarkable in the Eurovision Song Contest. So I think it's a bit of it's a bit of a shame that it's not allowed to compete in the contest. Yeah, I haven't heard Shum, so I can't uh, like judge that. But... That that would that would definitely make the top ten in the Eurovision Song Contest. That I can tell you. Okay. But uh, I hope they have other good songs. I really hope yeah, so. Yeah, because... and it will it will be in Ukrainian. Okay, because I like their style of song uh, they had. Maybe the song last year weren't the best, but I hope they can come with a better one this year. I really hope so. Yeah, if Shum is something to base their efforts off of, I think they'll come up with something really good. Okay, and then moving on to Saturday, we had three selections. Uh, we had Norway, uh, Melodie Grand Prix, with their Heat 3, where they had four competing songs and uh, one of them uh, going to the final, that being Emmy with Witchwoods. And they also had uh, like one of the already chosen finalists also performing their song, uh, which was uh, Kaya Rude with Feel Again. And then uh, later on, we also had Lithuania's uh, uh, what is it called so? Pabandum is now po. Uh, excuse my pronunciation. Yeah, excuse my pronunciation. I would have a really bad pronunciation here, but they had their uh, semi-final where, which uh, five of the ten uh, competing songs there uh, went to the final, that they will compete against the Roop, who won the yeah. competition last year. And the five songs that advanced from the semi-final were. Where do you want to go by Gebrasi? And then there was Never Fall for You Again by Voldemar's Petersons. Then there was Thank You Very Much by Martina Yazepchikaite. And then there was Be Paslapshu by Evita Tsololo. And lastly, the song called No by Titas and Benas advanced to the final as well. Yes, exactly. Those were the songs that advanced to the final. And then later on, we also had the final for France's uh, uh, competition. It was called Suswa Qui Decide. Uh, excuse my pronunciation. Yeah, exactly like that. Where they had uh, 12 competing songs with two rounds. They had the final and the super final were Eight uh, songs uh, advanced, while one of them being uh, chosen by the jury that will advance. Yes. So the first seven songs that advanced to the super final were decided by televoting, and the eighth finalist was decided by completely a jury vote out of the five remaining songs that didn't advance out of the televote. So then in the last super final, out of those eight songs, the outcome was decided by 50% televoting and a 50% jury. Yes, exactly. And the winner ended up being Voila by Barbara Pravi. Yes, and we will talk about that uh, more 
later on. So those were the selections uh, on Saturday, but also today, just before we started recording, uh, we got some more news from Spain that their uh, competition selection will be 100% online voting. And anyone, wherever you are in the world, can vote. So uh, both of us can vote, even though we don't live in Spain. And they have also the head producer of... Uh, Head of delegation, I mean, of Spain also, uh, in an interview, told us about three staging scenarios they have for uh, the artist. They have a gala for their own selection. They have a remote one if the Eurovision will be remote, like everyone competing from their home studios. And also a staging scenario for the Eurovision being at the Netherlands in the Hoy Arena in Rotterdam. Yeah, so that means that uh, they won't use the same staging, you know, for every single scenario that they have planned for. Like, for example, if they're gonna perform in Rotterdam as planned, that staging is gonna look different from the one in the national final. And if they're gonna have a remote performance, uh, like if they don't make it to Rotterdam, that staging will also look different from if they would do it in Rotterdam. Yes. And that wraps the news for the week. And now we're coming to the section with song releases and selections. Will we will make a deep dive about all the song releases and selections that have been uh, this week. And we will start with uh, Israel. Yeah, so as I've mentioned before, uh, they had an internal selection when it came to the artist, Eden Alene who was supposed to perform for Israel last year with Baker Libby, but uh, it was canceled due to the coronavirus. So the broadcaster decided to internally select her again. And this time their selection process worked differently where uh, they had an open submission where anyone could send in their songs for Ed and Alina to perform. And in the end, nine demos were released. And out of those nine, three would make it to the actual national final. And the, those those three songs ended up being the songs called La La Love, Set Me Free, and Ooh La La. Uh, yes. As we heard earlier, uh, Set Me Free was the one who won. And uh, that song won with 71.3% uh, of the votes. So it was the clear favorite, uh, this uh, competition. And I, it was also my favorite, I can say. I don't know. Yeah, so be, be, before we go into the songs, how do you think the selection process worked? Like, do you like the format that they released nine demos first, but out of those nine, only three advanced to an actual national final? Uh, yeah, actually, like, there's a lot of taking consideration. Because uh, this this uh, single artist uh, sings the song, and usually I don't think uh, many artists have like uh, sure you have sometimes tours you sing a lot of songs, but I think this is also like better uh, for having a single final with uh, limited uh, songs. I think actually it was pretty interesting. Uh, uh, way to like choose the song uh myself i didn't listen to the first round demos the 
six other sons who didn't qualify. But I think uh, it was a pretty interesting way to choose yeah, them. So uh, the one remarkable thing about the demos outside of the three songs that were selected was that a song called Shoulders was the clear fan favorite, and that one didn't make it to the national final. So uh, some fans suspect that something fishy might have been behind it, but I think the jury just selected the three songs they liked the best. Oh, uh, it says here on the Wikipedia page like two were the online vote qualifiers, and then one was the jury qualifier. So, okay, yeah. so uh, that was such a long time ago that I didn't remember that it worked that way because because we're actually just supposed to talk about this week, but uh, I didn't really pay that much attention to the nine demos, actually. Yeah, me neither. I just uh, checked up here on Wikipedia what it said. It was but, back in uh, December, actually. But I did listen to Shoulders and... I personally think that it was a bit overhyped by the fandom. It wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I cannot give uh, any opinions on the other songs, I can tell. But at least I'm happy that my favorite uh, from the ones from this uh, selection this week uh, won the contest. I'm happy with that. But in my in my honest opinion, I think uh, last year they had a bit better song but yeah so it seemed like set me free the song that ended up winning with 71.3 percent of the vote actually was the least favorite out of the online fandom's opinions when it came to the uh, pre-contest opinions like when i would look up what fans thought of the songs set me free was always in a third place in most people's lists so it's kind of surprising that it still ended up winning with 71.3% of the vote when we had no like warnings about that happening because fans, maybe fans just are not that repre representative of the entire uh, or of the whole voting audience uh, as we might think they actually do. Yeah, I actually agree with that. I think uh, the super fans are usually the loud minority. And here it was clearly the silent majority who chose Set Me Free to win the competition. Yeah, so Set Me Free was my favorite as well. But I think when I uh, announced it as my favorite, I felt like I was in the minority on that one. And I didn't expect it to win at all. But now that it ended up winning, I'm actually happy with that outcome because I think it could actually do well in the Eurovision Song Contest compared to the other two songs. I think it could actually make it to the final. It's it's not certainly going to win, but I think it's going to be a satis satisfying result for Israel as long as they make it to the final. Yeah, I haven't uh, listened to Set Me Free in a while. Actually, not even this week, so... I really have to refresh my mind on that song. Yeah, well, I like it a lot. And it's probably going to end up being one of my personal qualifiers in the actual Eurovision Song Contest. Okay, interesting. Uh, so, 
But yeah. What, do you want to talk about the other two songs, La La Love and Ooh La La? Yeah, La La Love actually was the song who that came second with uh, 17.2% of the votes. Uh, if I remember, I don't know, like, I... This titles on this song are so similar. La La Love and Ooh La La, so I don't actually, like, remember the difference. I'm sorry for this. I, there was a long time I listened this song and I wasn't a fan of these songs, if I'm uh, being honest. Yeah, so in my opinion, I think if Set Me Free wasn't going to win as I didn't expect it to win, I thought they at least should send La La Love because it sounded more professional and less messy as compared to Ooh La La. And uh, I thought that that actually could have a shot at doing well in Eurovision, but I thought personally that Israel would miss out on the grand final if they selected that song. Yeah. Uh, I think also they could have missed the final because, in my opinion, it looks like it's going to be a really strong year this year, but only time will tell. And, yes, also... And, and also Ulala I didn't want that song, song to win. It sounded way too messy. Like it, it was not slick enough when it came to production. And I think it was underproduced, but they had a lot going on at the same time, which is a strange combination. Yeah. And also, I'm not a big fan of very repetitive courses like repeating the same word many times. Not a big fan of that. Yeah, but I actually like Set Me Free and I'm happy that it won. It was a pleasant surprise. Okay. Uh, I think also I'm happy with that, but I really have to listen to it once again. Uh, maybe later today. Let's see. Okay, and then we're gonna move on to the next selection that was France, since uh, they had the final actually. So I think we could talk about the France selection uh, first, French selection first. Yes, because France actually also selected a song for the Eurovision Song Contest. So Albania usually selects their songs in, in December. So other than Albania, only Israel and France has selected a song that's available for the public to hear. So these are the only songs that are confirmed for the Eurovision Song Contest so far. Oh, okay. So the reason we want to talk about France now is because France also selected their songs. So uh, we, we want to talk about the big ones first to go through the winners and such. Yes. Uh, I watched actually this song, not this song, I mean this contest uh, live. I only missed the first song. Uh, that was a bit unfortunate, but I otherwise I saw the whole show. How about you? Well, uh, I watched the selection and then I rewatched all of the performances and Rewatched it again. Some of my favorite performances. Okay, I haven't rewatched. Uh, I can uh, admit, but actually, before uh, 
this uh, recording I actually listened to the winner uh, once again on the yeah so it was interesting and I think we can uh, talk about the winner did you, did you watch the live performance again uh, no I only listened to it um, because I think personally that the song came alive in the live performance uh, before the contest I thought it was overrated by the fandom but when I saw it live, I finally understood the hype and actually France jumped up to first place in the odds after they selected their song, but now oh, they're really? in second place. I missed that, to be honest. I didn't uh, see that they jumped uh, up on the odds. Yeah, so the bookmakers moved France up to first place after they selected their song. Oh. And I can completely understand why after that performance. And I think it's a well-deserved first place in the odds that they had. But now it's now they're back in second place because that's what usually happens when a song gets a lot of hype after being a recent selection. But when the hype dies down, the actual opinions like form and it's easier to estimate when you've had time to reflect. So now they're in second place, according to the bookmakers. Yes. Maybe we should talk about the show. Uh, so it was a very dramatic show, uh, like the staging uh, with strong spotlights on uh, Barbara. In my opinion, also, like when I saw the staging, I also understood like this is most likely going to win. Uh, and I expected it to win. I can say it was not my favorite. But uh, I think it's a well-deserved winner. Yeah, and uh, the camera work was out of this world. I don't know if you know this, but uh, by the when uh, the song approached the end, the frame rate of the camera lowered as the tempo of the song increased, which increases the dramatic effect of the performance. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh. I don't have any clear memories, but I believe you. Uh, I think yeah, so they, they put so much thought into the, the performance to make it as effective as possible. And I think with that staging and that visual representation, it, it brings out emotion in everyone. Like everyone can feel the song or maybe not everyone because no song is ever universally loved by uh, I think most people will be touched by that song and the performance yeah definitely yeah I'm so happy actually they have a selection once again because sometimes uh, they do an internal selection runs, but now they're back with an uh, selection show and I'm really happy because uh, these all these songs uh, came alive uh, on the show yeah and uh, before the national final the songs had been out for almost two months uh, but after that uh, some people decided to revamp their song like some people improved their performances and i actually think all of the songs were somewhat decent like there were no bad songs but uh, some uh, some artists were, were vocally bad but uh, I don't take as much of, as much of an issue with it. Like I understand why 
the artists do poorly in the contest uh, because of the lack of uh, vocal performance. But I, I think uh, I just want to say, uh, get get it out of the way. But uh, my philosophy on the contest is that it's not a vocal competition; it's a song contest. So I don't think the songs with the best vocals should be the ones who are best ranked, and the ones with the worst vocals should be the worst ranked in the contest. And you'll see when we talk about more of the songs in detail. Yeah, I fully agree. It's not a vocal contest. I think there's many factors that plays in. It's song. It can also be the vocal uh, like uh, performance a bit. It can if there's a really bad vocal performance. Of course, I'm not a big fan of that. Uh, and also the show is really important, I think. You can do so uh, much with the staging. Yes, so I mentioned it, but uh, I I want to know your take on it before we go into the selection and the other songs and how the selection works. But what do you think about France moving up so high in the bookmakers? Uh, I think uh, it's interesting, and but I for sure think uh, this song has potential to make it to the top 10 uh, during the final. And I'm happy to see uh, France back uh, with a strong sh- uh, entry. Do you but, think uh, it could win? Could it win? Mm, in my opinion, I think it's going to be a strong year. And we're going to have m- many, many more songs to come. So it's a bit too early to tell it this is the winner. But I I don't think so. Because... I think it could win the jury vote, actually. Okay, maybe. And also we can... Uh, we forgot to say, but uh, this song uh, got 104 points from the jury and 100 points from the televote. And it was the r- number one from both jury and televote. And, and uh, it was also the pre-contest favorite, so it's a, it has a lot going for it. Like, usually uh, uh, with the French winners, the jury and the televote don't agree on the winner. This is the first time they have agreed. Oh, first time. Yes, know that. And also, there was... Uh, big margin because uh, between the winner and the second place it was a 68 point margin so it was big pretty big margin to be honest. yes so should it that speak for how well it could actually do in the eurovision song contest i definitely think it can speak a bit since i agree with you it was a decent contest there was no bad songs maybe some songs weren't like mic of tea but all the songs were like decent at least i think yeah okay so now i think we should maybe move on to the those who advanced uh to the final and we can uh, also go by before we do that can we talk about the way they handled that selection like how the selection process worked like what do you think about the, that they had 12 songs in the first round but then they have a second round with eight songs but in the first round, only seven artists advanced, or seven songs, and those are decided by the televoting. And out of those five who don't advance through televoting, one of those go through to the super final by a jury vote. What do you think about that? I think it was an interesting take, and it's as I think it just created an illusion that the uh, televoters have the power. But in the end, as we saw, like it didn't make a big difference. Uh, the jury wildcard uh, ended up uh, being 
seventh place of the eight who qualified to the super final. Yeah, yeah, about that. I don't understand the point of that eight qualifier to the super final. Like, if they didn't finish in the top seven of the teleboot, what's the point of sending them to the super final? Because we know it's not gonna win because it didn't end up in the top seven of the teleboot. Yeah, I think it was uh, maybe so the jury could have something fun to do with their uh, tablets. They had like touchscreen tablets there, as you could see during the show, where they could like touch on their the five uh, remaining songs didn't advance uh, through the uh, televoters they could choose. I think it was only because of that. Yeah, so when the, when there were eight songs with the 50-50 point system, that's actually a system I think was well thought out. Like, that's the best way to go because the Eurovision Song Contest is a 50-50 contest with 50% televoting and a 50% jury. So I think it's a good thing that national selections use the same method. Yeah. Like, I'm not a big... I'm not uh, so fond uh, for having, like, juries that, like, uh, comment on the song uh, after the performance, uh, like some selections do. Like, here we saw. Uh, they were, like, very... very many well-known like uh, jury members we had like Duncan Lawrence who won the Eurovision two years ago then we also had uh, Joel Paul Gaultier and also uh, we had Natasha St. Pierre who rep represented France in 2001 and finished in fourth place and then we had Marie Miriam who was the last winner France had ever had in 1977 and actually Marie Miriam only gave two points to Voila. Yeah, I don't really remember detailed Eurovos. I should actually look up here. Yeah. Do, do you think the reason for that could be that she wants to remain the last winner France had ever had? Uh, no, actually, I don't uh, think so. I think she only had her own opinion. Well, most selections tell the juries to vote based on uh, how they think the songs would do in the Eurovision Song Contest. So I think Marie Miriam maybe a little bit wants to remain the last winner France has had in the Eurovision Song Contest. Like, it's also like what they want to send. Like, I think uh, her 12 points uh, went to Amoufoy uh, with Pony X. I think it was a really playful staging and uh, act, I think. Uh, it would have been interesting to see them on uh, Eurovision, but of course I think the right uh, song won at the end. Yeah, actually, my opinion on Pony X changed a lot in in the national final compared to what I thought about the song before the contest. Like, uh, let's be real, the vocals were bad, but I think the stage show was really good, and that that alone made this song come to life and I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I agree. Like the vocals were not good, but the show and staging like the known colors was really nice. And the outfits and the pony heads I don't I just liked it. I was not a big fan of the like I like uh, electronic music, but I don't think it was like the strongest one I have heard on uh, like Eurovision selections. I think there was like some other 
I liked, but yeah, it was uh, good, and it also came in third place. It was the jury's third uh, place, but only the televoters fifth place. Yeah, and well, we should also talk about the song that finished in second place. Yeah, of course. Ran with Torbukun Mem. Yeah, it was a very emotional song. Uh, I don't speak French, so I have no idea what she sang about but if i take my translate here it was uh, about how long you love me uh, and it was a very emotional staging also but yeah i think uh, it could also have been a good uh se- selections for france but i think uh voila was better they were like voila and uh, they were like two competitors i think okay so uh i have a hot take here okay okay let's go this was my last place of the contest okay it was Uh, not mine i can tell i personally find the song boring like the vocal performance was good and all but as i said i don't think it's a vocal contest like the songs with the best vocals shouldn't automatically be the ones who, who get the most points because I think the song has to be good in the first place to do well and I personally didn't connect with the song and when I went to rewatch all of the performances this was maybe the only song I didn't really I wasn't really eager to rewatch okay uh for me it was not my last place it's not my favorite either but i think uh, it deserved the second place at least that i that that's what i can say so should we talk about who our favorites were or should we go through each song one by one each song one by one i think uh tutti uh, by casanova came forth and, uh, yeah, it, it got second in the televote. Yeah, actually, uh, to be honest, I was quite surprised. In my opinion, uh, this was not even in my top eight in this contest. Uh, like with the staging. Well, I completely disagree with that. Okay. I think it, it was the most current sounding song on the contest. And... I think it could actually make the charts if a famous artist decided to sing that song and I and I think it could get some good radio radio play and all that and perform well in charts all over Europe uh, and this was actually uh, my second favorite of the evening like I agree with the top two of the televote okay well then it's maybe only me who has a I- I, I really liked here. it, actually. I really liked the performance of Casanova and Tutti. Yeah. He was uh, second by the televote, but the juries had him on uh, sixth place. Yeah, and that was due to vocal performance, because he had a sour note right at the end that was really bad. Yeah, I also noticed the vocal performance weren't that good, and that was partly why I didn't like that. Like it so much. 
Well, it, I think the song is more important, and that's why it was my second favorite of the evening. Yeah, I, I understand the song is more important, but sometimes, uh, especially when you have shows where you only perform your song once, you can't uh, like really show if it's like something with production that is wrong, or that you only had a bad day, or something like that. So, I don't know, but hopefully, if we will have competed in the Eurovision contest. He will have done better with the vocals, I think. Should we move on to the next song? Yes, and then we had uh, on fifth place, uh, "On a Manche Le Soleil" by Cephas. And uh, I think this was a really like uplifting song. I actually liked this with the staging and the uh, song. Like, I liked it, and I think it's a bummer that the televotes. Uh, put it on sixth place. Well, now that we talk about it, I seem to agree a lot with the televote. Now that you mentioned how the televote did, how the televoters voted, because I personally think that it wasn't that special of a song. Like it was fine, it was pleasant and all, but I don't think it was something that remarkable. Yeah, it was pleasant, I agree. But yeah, it maybe wasn't that remarkable, but it wasn't my favorite either. But it was one of the better songs uh, this uh, evening, I think. Like well, from I disagree. French, uh, this French uh, selection. Okay. Then we can go to the sixth place. That was Maiva by Amui. Okay, this was a surprise, actually. Uh, totally agree. Like, I understand why they finished so high in the televote, and I'm actually, uh, like, uh, fine with that outcome that they did so well in the televote, even though the song wasn't my personal favorite, but I think they performed really well, and uh, they had a good stage show and a good vocal performance. And I I don't I think the juries should have awarded more points to it because of the message of the song and what they intend to represent with their song. Yeah, I fully agree. Like with the staging, this song came alive. Uh, I don't really know what this song is about, but I fully agree. Like it's a bummer that jury only gave them eight points and was still last place. The super final from the Uris. Well, the song title means welcome, and they basically sing about them wanting uh, us to be welcome to their world. Yeah. And I also liked in general with the French selection, it was uh, very multicultural. I think that is something that I really enjoy with the Eurovision, but also like national selections. Yeah, so. Uh, there was diversity when it came to the languages as well. Yeah. Uh, because we talked about uh, Casanova. Uh, the chorus of his song was in Corsican. And then uh, Amui, who sang Maeva, they're from Tahiti. And their their song was mostly in uh, Polynesian. Yeah, and also and we had uh, English in uh, our next song, Amofo. And also... Uh, 
a couple other songs as well. Yeah. And uh, we move on to the next song. Yes, the next song was the Euro World card, Magic by LMK. And I think uh, this was a bit surprised. I didn't think uh, Yuri would choose this song. Uh, it was not my uh, top 8, but the Yuri seems to like it a lot. It was their fourth place. Well, I, I'm actually surprised that it didn't finish in the top 7 in the televote because it it was very current and should align with what Televote is like because it was fun and energetic. And on top of that, there was a lively stage show and the vocal performance was good as well. So I don't understand why it didn't finish in the top seven in the Televote. But I, I also understand why the jury selected that song out of those five that were in the top seven in the television because uh, that was the one song that had both a good stage show, a good song, and a good vocal performance, which uh, the other songs lacked at least one of those. Okay. I think there was at least a couple song uh, who could have come to the through final, but yeah, there were some lacking uh, in some areas, I agree. Yeah, so I think Magic was um, like my fourth or fifth favorite of the evening. So I think it should, it deserved to be in the top seven in the Televote personally. Okay, uh, I disagree. And also, can disagree. and also, Duncan Lawrence gave his 12 points to that song. Yeah, he also had a very interesting uh, comment, it was something uh, Urban he, he Revolution. Thought, yeah, he thought he thought the Eurovision Song Contest needed a ur an urban revolution, and I agree with that. Like, I wish there were more modern sounds, and it was more current and such. And this song was all of that. Yeah, I fully agree with uh, Duncan Lawrence's uh, comment. Then we have uh, the eighth place uh, in this final. There was Fatum Medu by 21 June Le Duo. That's not how you pronounce it. 21. But yeah. I think it's Bang Un or something like that. Bang Un June Le Duo. Yeah. But I feel agree it was this over the 8th place uh, here in the Super Final. I, I'm surprised it even came to the Super Final to be honest. Uh, well, uh, I think they had a nice performance. Like they performed well and their vocals were there and all. And yeah, they had a fun look, stage. It, it looked like it looked like they were having fun on stage, and that's always a plus in my opinion. Like that will increase my opinion of the song if if it looks like you're having fun on stage because it seems more authentic and it touches the hearts of the audience, and that's always a good thing. Yes, the stage was really fun with the different rooms that rotated. And yeah, so, also. Uh, before the contest, this was in my last place, but now uh, on that evening, it was around my eighth place or so. So I think eighth place is a fitting spot for them. 
yeah, it was also somewhere in the bottom for me. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, but I don't agree with this one should have qualified. I have two others that should have qualified, but yeah, maybe uh, now we yeah, should talk about uh, the non-quali. Those two got eliminated, or? Yeah, this was really strange. Like, I think three songs in my top six missed missed out on the top eight. Uh, which one? Magic, Magic was also in my top six. So actually, like four four songs in my top six or seven didn't make it to the top seven in the televote. That that was really strange in my opinion. I can say I wish all of them would advance except Ali with Farimadi. Uh yeah, I missed uh, the first one so. I don't, but if I remember correctly, I was not a big fan of that song, and I saw like the recap, fast recap, and it didn't really change my mind a lot. Uh, uh, we're talking about Ali now. Ali, yeah, Ali. <laughs> Sorry, but I talked about the, like the first song, Alleluia, uh, Fenderman. But yeah, I'm gonna talk about Ali. I think the vocal were lacking here. I, no, I heard. no, I I actually think the vocals were great. Oh, okay. But I think it was lacking. I put this... Uh, it was lacking something, at least. I yeah, had it, 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 up it didn't sound that. like he was singing the whole chorus. Oh. Like it, it was hard to distinguish which parts were his voice and which were the backing track. Okay. But in the verses, he sang really well, in my opinion. And then in the last chorus with those long notes, he did those really well. Okay. Yeah, but the the song itself is the reason why it it wasn't in my top eight at all. Yeah, okay, I I like the song, but I don't know. I think the performance was and, uh, lacking. Yeah, he, he stood still that whole time, and yeah, that I was think that's what he should have done with that kind of song. Yeah, and then uh, we have my favorite, uh, Yetumi by Terence James, excuse my pronunciation, but I she really yeah exactly, uh, and I really like this song. I think the staging was a bit lacking, but it was really fun to see the kills. Uh, anyways, but yeah. Uh, well, uh, I think the staging was a bit messy. Like there was so much going on, but no, none of those like connected together. They weren't like intermingling like it wasn't cohesive at all but i also think that the song it wasn't anything spectacular either like it was pleasant and i enjoy listening to the song and all but i don't think i would have picked picked up my phone to vote for it so maybe the audience thought the same way yeah like i really Love this song. Uh, it was like one of my favorites uh, so far until it got eliminated. Like yeah, all all Eurovision season so far. Like this season, I mean, like twenty twenty one. But yeah. Uh, and should we move on to the next song? Yeah. And this uh, is Banon by Philippine, and I think I was like shocked this didn't go to the super final. I think. This was actually Same. one of the stronger ones. I really liked the staging and the song also was pretty good. Uh, 
this was actually my number one before the contest. Oh. Uh, but I think some parts of the performance were messy. Like uh, she, she at some points sounded like she was out of breath or didn't her rhythm wasn't right according to the backing track. Like the music and the voice didn't sound cohesive. Yeah, I noticed that also. And I also think that they could have made a better stage show than what they used. I don't think the staging was so lucky. It was uh, really fun to see the man pushed down and where he disappeared. I don't know where he disappeared, but hopefully he's fine. Uh, well, I have a theory on why all of these good songs missed out on the Super Final. Yeah, tell me. Uh, I think most of the people who watched that show in France were older people. That's why that's why so many of the current songs didn't advance or didn't finish in the top seven in the televote, like LMK with Magic and Andrea Mad with Alleluia and so on. Those were some of the most current songs and they didn't even finish in the top seven while some of the more old-fashioned songs finished in the top seven. I found that strange. Yeah, that sounds like a good hypothesis. Uh, I don't really know the demographics of this show. I don't know what the demographics for the shows they had before are. But yeah, uh, I fully agree with you. Some of the natural national selections have like a older demographic, uh, while others have a much younger one. Uh, yeah, so we should also talk about Andrea Mad with Alleluia. Yeah, I missed this song, unfortunately. Yeah, so I was disappointed by it, actually, because it was quite vocally weak. Like, worse than I expected it to be. Like, the woman didn't sound on key. Like, she sounded off key at times. And then the man, uh, we could barely hear him. Like, he sounded good, but his volume was so, like quiet so it didn't come through oh okay yeah. so it it was a weak vocal performance and i can understand why it didn't advance but uh, it's a quality song and it i personally would have put it in my top seven to the super final but uh, i don't i think the older people don't go for that kind of kind of sound but they did go for songs like pony eggs and casanova so i actually have no idea how it worked out yeah i don't know maybe there were some specific demographics who watched the show i don't know but yeah like but all in so, all we should maybe talk about like the show should they uh, do a selection like this one uh next year should they repeat with this? Yeah, but they shouldn't have the exact same format with seven songs advancing to Televote, and then there's five remaining songs out of which one goes through with via a jury vote. That doesn't work in my opinion. Like it, it should, it should just be fine with one one round in my opinion. Like. Why have two rounds with 12 songs in one and eight songs in the other? Like, 
if they're gonna have a super final, have it with two or three songs. In my opinion, I think uh, maybe next year they could do like uh, they did before. They had like two or three uh, semifinals, but I think uh, with this one, if they have like twelve songs competing, I think they could do like two semifinals and then one final. I think uh, that would have been a much better uh, format. I really hope they return uh, next year with the uh, selection contest because I think the French people potential to choose a good song instead of internally selecting. Yeah, I was afraid uh, with the way France would go in the Eurovision Song Contest because they had selected a new head of head of delegation and uh, by the uh, by the song they selected last year, I thought, is this the way France is going to go in the future with this head of delegation? Because she thought it was a good choice. But I don't even remember France's song last year. It would compete with. I remember. For- it, fortunately, uh, the head of the delegation has done a good job, and I think we have a bright future for France in the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, I definitely think uh, we should uh, give them a chance. Yeah, so uh, do you want to name uh, your top top three in the national final? Yeah, my top three was uh, Pony X. Uh, was, was that your third or first? I I don't have it in my head yet, sorry. Uh, then I also liked uh, Maeva. And Ona Manch Le Solil. I think those are my top three. I think my so, is actually my favorite, if I'm being honest. So Voila didn't make your top three at all? Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Not even with that performance? Maybe I have to rewatch, but this is just on top of my head from my memories from yesterday. I... I think it, it could actually win the Eurovision, like with that performance, especially like that performance is, is already ready for Eurovision. That's made for Eurovision. Like they don't need to change anything of that. Yeah, I fully agree. Like it could do very good, but we will have to see. So, yeah. so can you give your full ranking like top three, third to first? Okay, uh, Maya first, then... Uh... On a manch le soleil a second and amour foi uh, third. You mean amour fou? Amour fou, yeah. Sorry, my pronunciation is really bad. French pronunciation. I don't speak okay. French. So I, w- I will go from third to first. So my third was amour fou by Pony X. And my second place was Dutti by Casanova. And my first place was Voila by Barbara Pravi. Okay, so this wraps up uh, with the French selection. It was pretty long, but yeah, let's move on to the next one. That is was the Norwegian selection, the D Grand Prix. They had their heat three here, semi-final three. So yeah, there were four competing entries, and they had two duels and a gold duel. 
so it was the first duel was uh, between deny with uh, on yourself and then it was be daddy Karsten with smile where uh, smile went to the gold duel then on the second duel we had emmy with Witchwoods and Ole hearts with Vier Norge where Witchwoods uh, went to the gold duel and in the gold duel emmy with Witchwoods we won yeah so uh before we talk about the selection and all i think we should talk about the winner uh, i fully like, agree uh did you think the right song won? What did you think of the performance? I fully agree the right song won. Uh, actually, I had this uh, song on my liked song in Spotify. Uh, so I actually listened to this song many times, like a handful of times. Uh, but in my opinion, I think the staging was not how I like, imagined it. Uh, I really liked the pink not pink color, purple color that they had on the lyric video. I think that one would have been really nice to see on the staging, but instead they chose to go with grayscale e images with uh, red lighting. But yeah. And I was... Yeah. You're gonna go on. Go, go ahead. Yeah, and also, in my opinion, like, staging... I would have seen more what would I like to see more like happening? Maybe some artificial trees instead of only on the screens. And uh, but overall, I think this throne that resembled like a Game of Thrones throne was a good touch. And also like yeah, when the chorus came, that uh, there was a different uh, camera. I think that was an interesting one. Uh, I imagine first it would maybe be like some. Uh, full moon on the screen but yeah it was very like uh, creative uh romance, i think uh yeah so before the contest or before before the heat this was my second place out of the four songs i like the song and all but there are some elements that i don't like like uh there are some questionable lyrics like burn you up in a bonfire and then uh, with chop chop boys like with chop chop wood that is the best like part that. of the song <laughs> uh, that's too grotesque in my opinion this is a like, playful song like this is like witches they don't exist this is a fantasy song yeah but there are also some people who are part of like a uh which union and all of that and those people might think that that's that song is a, a massive misrepresentation of what they're actually about like they're not about burning up people in a bonfire and chopping boys like wood and all that okay i really hope the witch union don't come after me for my comments and uh, also i think I think she was nervous in that performance as well because the vocals were there. Yeah, I agree. The vocals were a bit lacking. And then uh, at the staging, I did not understand during the course why they had that camera angle of her in uh, 
in a white background and just looking into the camera i didn't un understand the point of that like why did they do that she was becoming a witch did you see her uh, black lenses i think that was uh, actually a good touch like uh, all in all well i didn't notice that i it it flew it flew over my head i guess okay So, uh, I think we we should talk about uh, the format of the selection and then the other songs as well. Uh, because... I think we should talk about the other songs at first, maybe. Yeah. Like, uh, we can start with uh, the second place, Victor uh, Kasten with Smile. Well, it, technically it's not second place because we don't know how he would have done in a duel against Ule Hearts. Yeah, but uh, let's say it's a second place here for the... Well, uh, I disagree with, with that definition. Yeah, okay, but whatever. It uh, came to the gold duel. So that's what I'm selling. So yeah, uh, in my opinion, like... It was very colorful. I liked the like screen uh, with the LGBT pride. No, I mean pride. The uh, like it was the uh, it was like uh, this uh, bath. Uh, I don't know, but this like reminded me of Fall Guys. Uh, have you played Fall Guys? I haven't. Yeah, but maybe I've seen. It's like very colorful and like. Uh, like soft, I think it was uh, really nice. Uh, staging, it was. Uh, I don't know if it really fit the song. Maybe it was. I don't know. Uh, but all in all, it was uh, nice. But it was not my favorite. But I think it deserves to go to the gold jewel, at least. Yeah. Um, I actually think it was quite lackluster. I didn't really connect with the song, and it was below average in my opinion. But I also have to say that I rewatched all of the performances that we talked about in this episode. But this was the one of the songs that I had the least desire to rewatch out out of all of the songs that we're talking about in, in this episode. Okay. So yeah. I wasn't really that big of a fan of that song and that that just wasn't for me. Like I understand why some people like that song, but Yeah, fully I, agree. I, I I personally just don't connect with the song. Yes. And then we should maybe go with the from with the loser from Duel One, Tinash with Own Yourself. Uh, so yeah, I think uh, this duel like was very close, and uh, I don't think uh, she had a bad song. It was not my cup of tea, but uh, yeah, what do you think? Uh, I actually thought when I saw the performances that this was the clear winner, like. I don't think this song was that spectacular before the hit, but it really came to life in the stage show. And I thought, especially that effect where we saw three of Denia dancing all of with different moves, like we saw three of her 
and it looks like three different people, but those were all her. I thought that that effect was really cool. Yeah, it was a nice effect, I agree. But I thought, and yeah, you can go ahead. I think, especially considering that the previous heats were decided by which songs had the best staging, like the winner was the one with the best staging. I thought this heat was, would also be decided by who had the best staging. So I, I actually thought that Denia could win this whole heat based on the staging alone. Yeah, I feel agree. Like the staging on the Melody Grand Prix this year have been pretty good. Like I was been disappointed. But uh, for me, this was a pretty close duel. And let's move on to the duel two, where we had Ole Hearts with Ver Norge, uh, who lost the duel. And to me, it was not my favorite uh, this uh, for this like uh, show. Like I've listened to all to the songs, and it was my least favorite. But I think the staging actually came alive, and it was a pretty good song. The only thing I hoped they had uh, was a person with a violin. Uh, I think that really lacks there. But are there... If we like, don't look at that, uh, I think it was uh, overall pretty good uh, song and show. And it could have gone either way, in my opinion, that duel. But I'm happy still that uh, Emmy won that duel. Yeah, so before the heat, Ole Hearts was my winner of the heat. And I think it's a shame that Emmy and Ole Hearts were paired against each other in the first duel. Like, I thought it, the two best songs should face each other in the gold duel instead. So I thought it was a shame that one song of those two would be eliminated right off the bat. And I actually really liked Uli Hartz and his staging, and I think he sang pretty well too, like, it was a solid performance, and the song is so fun as well, like, it's right up my alley, so to say. Yeah, I fully agree with you that this was the stronger duel. And I actually think that he would have beaten Smile, so that's why I don't consider Smile as the second place of the evening. Yeah, we can uh, say that, but yeah, I'm just watching at on the how the format works, and yes, but yeah. But uh, should we talk also about the pre-qualified that performed uh, tonight? Yes, please. Yes, so we had uh, Kaya Rude with Feel Again. Uh, I think she definitely deserves uh, being pre-qualified. Uh, in my opinion, this is not my favorite so far, but it's definitely top three pre-qualified so far, in my opinion. Uh, well, uh, I really love this song, actually. Just saying. I had to just say that I love it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I haven't listened to that song so much. I think it's a good modern song, uh, but I think uh, this uh, MGP this year is pretty strong. And also she had a really strong vocal performance as well. Like, I 
I think vocals can elevate a song, a song, and it happened in this case, even though there might have been some mic issues when the vocals really mattered, those shined in the song and the performance. Yes, I fully agree. And uh, the one complaint I would have about it is that the camera angles were a bit strange and uh, didn't have the maximum impact it could have had. But I think the staging is decent as well. Like, she can just stand on the stage by herself and just own the stage. I think it works that way quite well, actually. That might be an unpopular opinion, but I think she did the, the best job she could. Yeah, I think uh, that suits her song also. Like, I, I'm a really big fan of this song and her vocal performance, so... I think this was better than those who competed in the in the heat. Yeah, I, f I agree with you. This this was completely, like, of course, better than those who competed on the heat. Like, uh, I couldn't maybe say and, that and, about and last also, week, but uh, this week it was clear that. And also, Kaya Rude is an unknown artist, so. Uh, it it had to say something that this song was going to be pre-qualified because she's not a famous artist compared to the other pre-qualified artists yeah but uh, i think the pre-qualifiers are decided by which are the best songs and all like the those who arranged the contest just want to make sure that there's a lot of variety in the final. Yeah, I agree. Like I think actually that's a good way to do it, because like uh, something that can appeal to all demographics. Yes, I think uh, the pre-qualified. I think, uh, in my opinion, how MVP does it, it's a pretty good way to do it because. Usually it's a big artist or very like good songs that pre-qualify that they don't take a spot away from the other competing artists. But yeah, we will see how the final goes uh, at the end. Yeah, so when the format first was announced, like the way they have done the contest since last year, I was a bit skeptical because I thought it, it was strange that half of the songs had to qualify it through a semi-final and half of the songs were already in the final because I thought that all songs should have an, have had an equal opportunity but now I, I actually I like this format yeah we have like much to see it's 10 songs we haven't uh, heard yet but I like really hopeful for MKP as I think it's really great so far Yeah, it was a good show. Indeed. Okay, so then we move on to Lithuania's. And what's Wait, what... uh, did, did you name your winner in MGP? Uh, yeah, my winner, this was uh, Emmy with Sweet Food. Uh, uh, which one do you prefer out of Emmy and Kaya Rude? I like uh, Emmy's song. All right. 
Yes. Uh, then we move on to Lithuania's selection. And what was it called again? Babando Mishnaoyo. Yes, and they had their semi-final uh, on Saturday. And we had five uh, who qualified. Yeah, so uh, I I haven't mentioned this yet, but the results of the Lithuanian selection were really crazy. Like, there was only one song that was both a televote qualifier and a jury qualifier, and only one song that wasn't either a televote qualifier or a jury qualifier. Yeah, actually, the jury and the public uh, had very, like, uh, differing opinions about the songs. Yeah, so all of the songs that competed were either a televote qualifier or a jury qualifier, except one song. And all of the songs would have missed out on the final by either the televote or the jury, except one song. That's crazy, in my opinion. Yeah, actually, it's uh, pretty crazy. Especially considering that there's 10 songs and 5 advanced to the final. Yes. But one thing that the televote and the jury did agree on was the winner. Yes, the one who came first place. It was uh, Gibrasi with Where Do You Wanna Go. And, so uh, what, what do you think of that song? It was not my winner. And I'm a bit surprised this one to be on, like, uh, won or got first place at the semifinal, to be honest. Really? Yeah, I'm a bit surprised. I think uh, there were uh, better songs, I think. Well, you might be in the minority on that one, actually. Okay. What do you think? I think this was clearly the best song of the evening. Um, but uh, there were a couple songs in the Lithuanian selection that were really good, in my opinion, but they missed out on the semifinal. And the, those two were actually better than Gibrasi. It might be an unpopular opinion, but I really would have loved to see Sunday afternoon with Open in the grand final and also Gabriele Gostautaite with uh, Freedom. Those two were the two best songs, in my opinion. I think Freedom was my winner, if we don't take the route into consideration. Yeah, if I'm honest, I really don't remember so much about uh, the ones who didn't qualify uh, from the, like, what's it called? Heats. Heats. Uh, I only remember the, like, horrible ones. Uh, I'm sorry. But, yeah. Well, uh, I think they were really, really great ones. So, I think they should certainly be remembered. Yes, I really remember, like, the... Uh, subway tracks that's the and it's uh, yeah I can't remember like the song in my head at the moment but the where do you want are you go? talking about where do you want to go yeah where do you want to go the subway yeah, so or am I uh, uh, I think it's a shame that he's taking part this year because I think if he competed in a year where the group wasn't in the selection, he would have won. Yeah, maybe. But I like, really hope uh, he will come back uh, 
maybe next year. Yeah, and he could have done really well in the Eurovision Song Contest, but there's just no competition when the roof is involved because they they won by the largest margin ever in the Lithuanian selection last year and had the biggest hit song in Lithuanian music history and all that. And they're coming back this year just one year after all of that hype. So the hype is still alive. So there's just no competing with that. Yes, but uh, should we maybe talk about the group now or after we discuss? Well, they didn't episodes? perform yesterday, so I don't, I don't know whether we should even talk about them at okay. all. Maybe we should save that for next week. Well, okay. Lithuania is in the first place in the bookmakers and the odds. Yes, they are. They've been there and for a while, also. Except when. The, France briefly took the first place, but now they're in second place. Yeah. Okay, so then we should maybe talk about the second place. Uh, thank you very much with Martina Siese Psikaite. I don't know if I pronounced it correctly, but. Yes, Psikaite. Yeah, almost. And to be honest, I, this is, I didn't like this song that much. I was surprised it got second place. Uh, well, I think the song improved from uh, the heat to the semi-final. Like, the vocal performance was really great in the semi-final and the staging was more well-produced and all. So, so I understand why it advanced to the grand final, even though there might be a couple songs I liked more in the semi-final and maybe some songs that miss, missed out on the final that I liked more than that song. Yeah, there were songs that I liked more, but yeah, maybe we should talk about that later. Uh, yeah, and also it finished second in a televote. Yes, that's very interesting to point out. And then we have our third place uh, with uh, Evita Kololo with Be Paslapshio. I don't know if I <laughs> pronounced it correctly. Al but almost. Almost, yeah, let's let's go with that. People will understand what I said. And they got second in the jury, but they got uh, ninth place by the televotes. Such a huge difference. Yeah. I think uh, I'm a bit surprised they didn't do so good with televotes. I really thought that the vertical video effect uh, during the performance will uh, be something uh, for the zoomers, but didn't look like it. And also, it's quite rare, but we have a song in Lithuanian in the grand final of the Lithuanian selection. That doesn't happen usually, because there's usually only two or three songs in, in Lithuanian in the whole Lithuanian selection, which consists usually of like 36 songs. Yes. And this, this song made it to the top six of the whole Lithuanian selection, where one is already pre-qualified for the final, so it advanced out of five songs. Yes, it did. And it was also, not a bad song. I agree. Yeah, it's it's not a bad song, but it wasn't one of my qualifiers. Yeah, I, uh, I like I can see why some people are fans of this song, but I don't quite connect it to it like this song maybe wants me to. Like, I wish I liked it more because 
there are songs of this kind that can be really cool, but uh, this one just didn't do it for me. Yeah, there was some potential, I agree. Yeah, then we should go with fourth place. That was Valde Valdemar's uh, Petersons with Never Fall For You Again. And there was pretty even with the European public. Uh, seven points from Yuri and five points from the public. Yes, and it it won the jury vote in the initial heat. Okay. Yeah, so I'm actually really happy that this may, made it to the final. I think this was my second favorite of the evening after Gibrasi. Yeah, it was not my favorite, but I think uh, the song is quite catchy and uh, definitely deserved uh, going to the final. Like, seriously, seriously, this song might be the catchiest song of the year. Uh, I uh, disagree with that, but it's quite catchy. So, so I'm really happy that this made it to the final. Like, even out of all of the 24 songs that, or all of the 20 songs that competed in the Lithuanian selection, from the start, I knew this would be one of my finalists. Okay. And it really improved also from the heat to the semifinal. Like, there was better staging, and I think his pronunciation was way better. Okay, I didn't so, uh, really pay notice to those stuff, fortunately. I'm happy to have it in the final. Okay, then we have the last qualifier to the final, where, which was uh, Titas and Benas with no. Yeah, so uh, I, I, it's not one of my favorite songs, but I think this one... Uh, might have improved the most from the heat to the semi-final. Like, uh, they changed the key of the song to fit their voices better, and I think that's, that was a very wise choice, because they sounded way better. Yeah, I think I agree that this was not my qualifier for the final, but uh, I think uh, they were decent, at least. Yes. Like, I don't think there's a bad song in the final. I fully agree with you. So, I wouldn't call it the Lithuanian selection the weakest of them all, considering that there's no bad song in the final, even though many of my favorites missed out on the final. Like, I think only two of them who made it to the grand final were my qualifiers from the beginning. Yeah, but I think uh, generally uh, the Lithuanian uh, selection this year have weak. But that's uh, my opinion. Well, you you should also understand why like people don't want to compete against the group. Yeah, I fully I fully understand. But uh, if if you think about the group as part of the selection, do you still think it's a weak selection? I uh, said generally like. When I look at all the songs, and uh, for example, if I will look at the whole, uh, all the songs after each other, like this will be, like a week. Yes, my so, uh, spoiler alert: the group is my winner of the final. I, I fully agree. 
it's the winner. But yeah, then we should go to the songs that didn't qualify. And on sixth place we had uh, Melita Daikerite with Shadows. I'm actually surprised this one didn't go to the final. It was certainly one of my finalists. Uh, one of my favorites this uh, semi-final also. Yeah, I'm actually also really surprised that it did, it didn't go through to the final. Like, this is a televote-friendly song, but it finished in 8th place in the televote. Yeah, that's very surprising. I like, this was a very solid performance, and I think it was a clear qualifier in my opinion. Yes. And it was certainly better than some of the other songs that made it to the final. Totally agree. And then we have seventh place, uh, Gabrielius Vigelis with My Guys. And this one, I clearly saw like the vocals were lacking uh, on this uh, uh, performance. In the semi final? Yeah, on the semi final. Uh, well, uh, I don't think the vocals were bad necessarily. Yeah, I'm I'm actually surprised that this one didn't make it to the final either because it was one of my finalists and I would have been happy to see this in the final. Yeah, I'm also uh, surprised. I like this song actually. Like, it maybe wasn't one of my top five from the whole selection, but out of those semi-finalists in this semi-final, this was in my top five. Mm. And then we have the 8th place, Norberta's with Man in Need. And to be honest, this is the one song I don't remember at all from this uh, selection. Uh, well, I mean a semi-final. It's an EDM song that's up-tempo. Yeah, I like EDMs uh, usually, but this one I don't remember. Uh, I actually like this song. The vocals could be better, uh, but I think it's a song that's fun to listen to. It's quite current also, and the hook is there. Like It's easy to sing along to, and I think this was my fifth place of the semifinal, so I would have also liked to see this in the final. or. Did I already mention five songs that I wanted to see in the final? I don't remember, unfortunately. Uh, well, uh, let me check through this list of songs. Because this was either my fifth or sixth place of the semi-final. Yeah, I did do a list for this uh, show since I didn't uh, watch this live, since I watched uh, MGP instead. Yeah, so this, I checked through the list, this was my fifth place of the semi-final, so uh, Gabrielius was a definite qualifier for me, and then Norbertus was a borderline qualifier, but I I wasn't that eager to see this in the final either, like, my life didn't de depend on it or anything, but I I wouldn't have minded to see this in the final. Like, it, if it was up to me, this would have been in the final. Okay, uh, then we go to ninth place. This was uh, 
be you with love yourself and to be honest uh, I don't like this song uh, this is my last play of the thing and I also got surprised that they qualified uh, to the semi-final uh, well actually now that we think about it uh, I actually think this might have been better than Norberta's so this it was between this song and Norberta's which was uh, going to be my last finalist like out of the five who went through okay and, uh, I like this song it's it's pleasant okay and I think it's a nice song yeah and then we have Ice the Broken Leg with Home that came uh, last in the semifinal uh, I think it was a pretty calm song, but not my favorite. I didn't dislike it, but yeah. Decent song. I, I don't understand what this did in the semi-final at all. Like, this seemed like it didn't belong at all. I wasn't a fan of this song. Okay. Like, there were so many songs that deserved a spot in the semi-final instead of this song yeah it was from the uh heat 2 yeah there were a bunch of songs in heat 2 i really was surprised that they missed out on the final like sunday afternoon and gabriele who i think both of them were better than all of the songs in this semi-final yeah actually i have like, uh... And also, this might be a hot take, but one of them might even be better than the Rook, in my opinion. Okay. I don't. I I, I haven't really thought about it, but it's possible. possible. Most like most likely not, but uh, I I'm at least considering it. Okay. But it it's. It probably wouldn't beat the Rook, in my opinion. Okay. But yeah, overall, what are your thoughts about this semi-final? Um, I think it could have been better, like, if the two songs I mentioned were there instead. I think this could have been a decent semi-final. Okay. I didn't really pay a lot of attention to this semi-final, and... I'm sorry, I should have maybe done a complete uh, rewatch of these uh, songs. I only had time uh, with the recap because I had a bit of studying to do uh, tonight, today. Yeah, so there are also some people who think that Gebrasis should be the winner of the selection. Like, there's, I would say, 75% of people want the group to win. And then 15% want Gebrasi to win. And then the rest is, uh, is isn't even over 3%. Okay, but yeah, we should see. But so, I... uh, there's still there's a larger gap between Gebrasi and third, third place. And even then, there's when it, when it comes to, like, if you think exponentially, ex exponentially, then there's a larger larger gap between Gebrasi and 
third place. And then there's between Gebrasi and the Roop. Okay. So there there are there is a like a group of people who want Gebrasi to win over the Roop. What do you think about that? I think uh, that will make me to rewatch uh, this performance again and also re-listen to the song. I think the song is actually not that bad. I actually like it a bit. But yeah, I think the Rup is the clear winner, in my opinion. I actually like the Rup song this year. Uh, yes, so the question... Like, there's a different question for Gebrasi and the Rup uh, if they were to win. Like, the question if Gebrasi were to win is uh, how well... The question there is, uh, could this do well in the Eurovision? And then the question for the group is, could this win the Eurovision? Yeah, I fully agree. That's a good question, both of them. Because I think Gebrasi is like uh, top 15 material in the Eurovision, but the group is like a potential winner. Yeah, I think the group song is good. Uh, I really like it, but I'm not gonna go to details uh, today. Uh, next week, we're definitely gonna talk about it. Yeah, imagine if the rook loses. Imagine, yeah. I, I can't imagine that, to be honest. Because if there's a tie between the televote and the jury, it's the jury who decides the winner. And I think it's there's a small possibility that the jury would prefer Gebrasi over the rook. Yeah, I think uh, those kinds of uh, like sudden uh, deaths, like where the jury has the power over the public, are really bad. I'm not a fan of that because I think it's guaranteed that the group will win the televote. But the jury vote, like Gebrasi, has been a clear winner in the heat and the semi-final. So, what's telling that the jury wouldn't support him as much in the grand final? Yeah, I don't know, but we will talk more about that the next time. Okay, so that wraps up for uh, the song releases and selections. So yes, now we have our next segment, that is Disappointments, Surprises and Groovers of the Week. So yeah, we will start with the Disappointments. Uh, what are your Disappointments uh, this week? Okay, so... I think if there's any song that I, I was disappointed with, it's from France, because those were like some of the first live performances we saw. And in uh, Lithuania, we, we already have seen live performances before, so it's not like they're going to get worse in the semifinal. And also with Israel, they, they only had music videos, so there's nothing to be disappointed by because we've already heard those songs so it only comes down to either France or Norway and all of my disappointments are from France so um, my disappointments uh, the song I was the second most disappointed with was Andrea Mad with Alleluia and the song I was most disappointed by was 
Philippines and Banan because it was my first place before the contest, but it, it fell down quite a few places after seeing all of the live performances in the French final. So I would say those two are the two songs I was disappointed by. I don't think I was disappointed by any other song this week. I fully agree with you that disappointments this week uh, came from France. Like I don't mean I disappoint. I was disappointed by the show. Like there were like a couple songs like I had higher hopes for, Banon being uh, one of them that I had higher hopes for, and also Yutuminer uh, dancer that also uh, I had high hopes for. But and also, Paris Medi Yala Hello had also higher hopes for. Those were the three disappointments uh, for me this week. So yeah, and then we have uh, surprises. What are your surprises this week? Okay, so I was surprised by Pony X and Amorfu because it it I thought it was a standard song before the selection. It was my seventh place, but it really came to life in the stage performance and I actually found that very surprising but the biggest surprise of the week for me was Barbara Pravi with Walla and because as I said before the contest I thought it was overrated by the fandom it was overhyped and all but after that stage performance I I was so surprised by how good it was and I have I don't have much more to say it it was that good like a clear winner so that was the biggest surprise of the week for me Yeah my surprises are actually I could say like the whole show that the France uh, had was a surprise like I think the staging came alive in a lot of the like songs I was really surprised uh, like uh, the biggest surprise uh, actually was uh, Maeva by Amri. I think that song was like really came alive on the stage, and I was really surprised. It was also like uh, Barbara Pravi was a really good stage in, and also when it said Ponex Amurfo. But I have one thing to add that you didn't mention, and one of my biggest surprises also were uh, Ole Hearts with uh, Vernoria. I think the staging was pretty good. And I was surprised it wasn't from my uh, last place, that semi-final, to my second place, that semi-final. And then we have growers. Uh, do you have any growers? Yeah, so I would say each of the selections that was held in Saturday had one big grower. And so... Lithuania, Norway, and France all had a grower, in my opinion. And I think uh, in Lithuania, Titas and Benas with no, that was a grower because they improved so much by having the key of the song changed and then letting their voices shine more with that because they performed so well. So that was the third biggest grower of the week for me and then uh, the second biggest grower of the week for me was deny own yourself because 
I thought it was mediocre before the heat, but I think it really came to life with the staging. But the biggest grower of them all in this week for me was Pony X and Amur Fu, because before the contest it was around my seventh or eighth place, but after that performance it uh, it jumped to my third place. Even though the vocals were bad, I really loved the performance and the stage show was was brilliant. And I think there were three great performances in the French selections, and those were Pony X, Barbara, and Casanova. But Pony X was the biggest grower for me because it jumped so many spots in my ranking. And that was all due to the stage show. Okay, uh, I'm gonna mention like one grower from uh, each of the selections, excluding the Israeli selection. Uh, from the France selection, I think uh, Barbara Pavitvitola, it was a grower, uh, immediately like the staging, the song. Like, I'm gonna rewatch the staging uh, for sure uh, after uh, this. And also from Melody Grand Prix, Odars with Vernoria was a grower. I think uh, that really came alive uh, through staging. And also from the Lithuanian selection, Gerbrasi with Where Do You Wanna Go uh, is also a grower. That song has been playing on my head uh, lately, uh, like right now. So I'm gonna really like re-watch and re-listen that song. Yes. And then we go to the next section that is winners of the week. Top 5. Okay, so what was your top five? Top five? Oh, I actually haven't prepared a top five. Okay, I, I can start with my top five. So there were six songs I considered taking into my top five. They were all from Norway or France. Okay. Uh, so in... Can I have a top six instead? Uh, <laughs> so go ahead. To decide. Go ahead. Okay, so in sixth place I have Emmy with Witchwoods. Uh, as I said, uh, there I like the song, but there are elements that I think could be improved on, like the staging, the vocals, and the lyrics would probably be changed, but uh, overall, I like most parts of the song, so that's why it's in my top six at least, because it's mostly good. And then my fifth place was Pony X with Amur Fu. No, actually, I, I'm gonna have Ule Hearts with Via Norge at fifth place. Yeah, he's uh, also my fifth place. If I can uh, say, uh, like, yeah, that was a really surprise for me, uh, to be honest. Yeah, so I think it could have been more lively in the stage show, though. Yeah, there was potential leg read. Because I don't think it reached its full potential. Yeah, I really missed, like, a person playing the violin and also 
the other instrument that was in this song. I don't remember the name, but yeah, it should have been people who played the instruments instead of only dancers. Like, even if they like present to play the instrument, it would have been better than like two extra dancers, I think. Okay, so we can go one at a time, like talk about one song at a time as we go through our top five. Yeah, I like, think uh, I I talk about my fourth place, you talk about your fourth, and then yeah. I talk about my yeah, third. Yeah, I agree. Go ahead. So my fourth place was Pony X with Amorfu. I really like the stage show. <laughs> the vocals could have been better, but uh, I think it's less important in an up-tempo song because this song is all about the fun and the and the energy and just putting on a good show. Yeah, and coincidentally, Phoenix with Amorfu is also my worst place. I'm not coping you, I promise. This is the last one that is like maybe coping you or yeah, whatever. I, I think this is going to be the last one that's even in both of our top fives. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Let's see. Okay, so third place. What's your third yeah, my, place? My third place was Tutti by Casanova. I think it's a current song with a modern sound. I actually could see the song charting all over Europe if if a more famous artist performed it. And uh, I'm actually surprised it didn't do that well with the juries. I think it should have done better in the final. Yeah, my third place is a different one, actually. It's Sefas with On Amanchele Solel. I think that song is really catchy. It's a happy song. The staging was also good. Like, it just puts you in a happy mood, I think. And my second place, it might be a shocker, but it's Barbara Pravi with Voila. Shocker, not first place, but I still I still think it's the best song that was in the French final, especially with that performance. Like the maximum effect of the perform the performance was achieved and it's gonna really connect with the audience at home and they're really gonna feel the song. And I don't think they should change anything in that performance. It's already done, like it's ready for Eurovision. Yes, and my second one, it's not Barbara Heavy. It's actually Emmy with uh, Witchwoods. Uh, I think it's a really catchy song, good song, playful song. But the staging was the one that put it down a little bit, and it's why I have it on my second place of the week. And my winner of the week is Feel Again by Kaya Rude. Oh. Yeah, I didn't you... uh, think about uh, pre-qualified, since they didn't compete, but yeah. Well, I love it. I I think everything in that performance was brilliant, except 
issues that were out of her control, like microphone issues with, with some parts and also the camera angles, but those can be improved for, for the grand final. She did, she did great. And uh, it, it might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't think anything in that performance should be changed. I love it. Okay, and my first play is Amui with uh, Maeva. I think that song, like, it was really surprising me, and that song did so good, like, uh, with staging, with the dance, and with the screens. Yeah, that song really came alive through the performance, I would say. Like, that's why it's my first place also of the week. Uh, yeah, and also, if Kaya Rude doesn't count, you, you can figure out my top five anyway, because I mentioned six songs, so you, you can just move up a song each a spot. Yes. Okay. Then we have the last section of this podcast that is what we look forward to next week. So yeah, what's up next week? What's happening? Well, there's one obvious answer to what to look forward to next week. Yeah, and it's Melody Swan, of course. <laughs> yes. Yes, finally. There's going to be seven songs, and snippets of these songs will come out on Thursday, and the snippets of the rehearsals, rehearsals will come as well, and the, then the show will be on Saturday. And remember to have your apps ready for that show because that's the show you should watch next week, even though the roof is competing. I think I'm going to watch Melody Festivalen. Yes, I will also watch Melody Festivalen. Uh, like, and also have apps ready if you're Sweden and voting. Like, download it and install and log in before the show because when the show starts and all like make their account so there's gonna be like overloaded or something like that so make sure you have your apps ready I will agree and yeah and if I said from what I see here from the contestants next week uh, in I look forward to uh, Danny Sosido he's uh, competing in Swedish he usually has competed in English so and also he's like come second place a couple of times if i remember correctly he has finished second twice yeah so it will be really interesting to see how this song does so i'm looking forward yeah. for that and one. also it's the first time in seven years that a song will finish a semi-final that's in swedish which is not jon henrik fjellgren yes that's a very interesting fun fact and then I also look forward to Kadia 2 yeah I look forward ah oh, Kadia 2 yeah the artist yeah I don't really have I know about some of these artists but I only mentioned one I look forward for and that's, I, I actually that's look forward to all of them yeah I really like longer to hear these songs. I want to hear these songs, but yeah, this 
what's happening. I, I, I think all of them could be good. Yeah, there's like we don't know much about these songs yet, and uh, we will just have to see. I would say. And then yeah, next. And, all... and also coming up is semi final four in the Norwegian selection. And the four songs that are competing will be released on Monday. And then the pre qualified artist, uh, which I can't remember his name, but his song will re will be released on Friday, and then the selection will be held on Saturday. Yes, I look forward to listening to those songs. Really agree. I really like how they release the songs in the first day of the week, uh, like full songs. I think Melodist uh, one could maybe take a look on that and maybe decide they should do the same. That's my opinion. Well, uh, I don't think uh, Melody Festivalin wants to copy other countries. They want to make everything seem like their own ideas and that other countries are copying from them. Yeah, maybe, but there's literally, like, I could rant for hours, not hours, but like for a long time about stuff I don't like about Melody Festivalin. Uh, but yeah, it's not the point right now. Yeah, then we also have on the 6th February, Saturday, also the grand final for Papandom Ishnaho. Now you. Now you, yeah. And Where the group will finally compete. Yes, and we also. On the same, same playing field as the other artists. Yes. But he already performed in the second. Uh, Heat. Heat, yes. So we have seen his performance. Uh, if you haven't seen that, you should really check that out. But yeah, I'm not gonna go into this really that one, and I will probably not watch it because I'm very certain that the group will win that show. I agree. Although I think there's a small chance that Ibrasi could make an upset. Yeah, maybe, but... Because of the jury tiebreaker? Yeah, but I'm not one of the believers, unfortunately. Okay, so that's what we have. And that's the end of this episode of Eurovision Deep Dive, uh, week zero, the pilot episode. So if you listen to this, I don't know if anyone's listening to this, but if you have listened to it, thank you and uh, feedback will be appreciated. So that's it, and see you, or <laughs> I don't know if you can see us, but next week we're back, uh, same time, so yeah.